I'm glad you picked one of the louder smacks. Because we, oh my god, that eye roll. I'm not mad. It's just you get the chewing with the fruit snack and the crunkling of. All the, right, I'm uh, done. I'm not mad. I'm gonna suck on them. <laughs> You're gonna suck on it. You can mm -hmm. chew. I was joking. I'm just. Mm -mm. I'm gonna cut it out. Okay. This is a rough start. Welcome to Burger, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast that's kind of like a rainbow because sometimes we appear and do it right after the rain ends. I'm your host, Dewey Casty, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. <laughs> Did you like that one? Well, I think rainbows kind of famously happen while it's raining. I've... Right? I'm not... I, I don't know how rain works, I guess, now I think about it. I guess I also don't know how rainbows work. Yeah. I thought the water and the sun made a rainbow. The prisms, you're right. Okay. But I wasn't sure if it was raindrops or like the leftover moisture. Maybe we should ask our guest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Natalie, uh, oh, well, let me introduce you before they I start saying like your name. Like, oh, Jesus. Uh, let's introduce our guest, local friend, Natalie Dara. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's local. I think it's refractions off of a, uh, the mist of water. Yeah, the, the rain has a refractory period. Why are you laughing like that was a little joke? The refractory period is the period after a man ejaculates where he can't get an erection. It's like 30 minutes, Why would minutes, I be the only minutes. one who knew that? I was going to say, why would you? I thought it was common knowledge. We all took sex ed. I took sex ed in Texas, so there's not much to be oh, taught there. you took tex ed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that higher education. Before we, thank you for joining us, Natalie. Before we get into our main business, I wanted to discuss something that happened to me at the break. As many listeners know, I don't like talking about bathroom stuff. In my opinion, none of none of my business, none of anybody's business. What happens in there, what I do. But I will say that I hate a moment where you are in need of toilet paper and realize that you're all out. So when I buy toilet paper, I like to buy it in bulk. I buy a lot of toilet paper. And I just don't like people knowing that I'm buying it. I hate it. So when I, during our break, I walked to our local store of convenience to pick up some toilet paper. And it was a lot, a lot of toilet paper. And I was hoping, well, it's a five minute walk. Nobody I know will see me. As I'm walking down, I suddenly get 50 honks in a row when I look <laughs> up. And past guest Ryan Rosenberg is looking out the window and has the <laughs> biggest grin on his face I've ever seen as he like looks at me and like waves. Then he flips a U-turn drives by with the window down and yells more like pooey and then <laughs> drives off that's awesome i also saw you while you were walking near the 7-eleven once yeah God i haunted you outside of that 7-eleven oh wait yes yes yeah that was a while ago yeah it was yeah <laughs> but was that the neighborhood convenience store the 7-eleven there no it was a different one i'm trying not to dox myself uh oh, okay. we talked about it before our show doesn't have enough well there's 7-elevens all over. Yeah. Our show only has like 300 spot or followers on Instagram, but I am worried about getting John Lennon. So <laughs> I try not to dox my location. You know, you can hire somebody to like uh, basically erase your like presence, your footprint on the Internet. Whoa. And my sister did that. If anything, I need to grow my presence. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah. Fair you got to get out there. Yeah. So if that's the price I pay is getting John Lennon, I guess I'll if that's what it takes to get us to one million followers. Your art will be worth so much more. <laughs> it really will. And uh, that's what I want to leave behind is my art. So um, yeah. That's really funny he did that. Yeah. So and if you're listening, really, Ryan, I'm very mad. It's like totally <laughs> worth it for the bit. Yeah. To do yeah. I don't know. I think he was going somewhere. I don't know why he U-turned. He, like, he, he was in the right-hand lane when he saw me, so he had to get into a different lane and flip around. It had to be said. Yeah. Because he doesn't live in this neighborhood. I don't know what he's doing. We should go to Costco. Why don't you ever want to go to Costco? I mean, I like, I'll go to Costco. We'll go to Costco. I just, um, every time you ask me, I'm never ready to shop. For all your paper needs. Yeah. Dunder and you have to find a place to put all of that toilet paper that Costco tries to sell you. It's too much. They sell you oh, too I much. Oh, I have a whole a cupboard. I put a, a <laughs> I have a cupboard in my hallway and half of it is toilet paper. <laughs> That's, I mean, good. That's how it should yeah. be. Anytime I go to somebody's house and they only have like four rolls, I'm like, what are you doing? This is scarcity mindset. Big proponent and always having at minimum like 12 rolls. You got to really keep your yeah. stock up. We That's every, happen. I used to do that back when I had money. Every time I'd shop, I'd buy a little bit of toilet paper so that I never ran out. 
Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the strikes hit. I had to cut back only buy it when I need it. Um, <laughs> but in our building, I want to get a bidet, but in our building, they they investigate bidets like they're dead bodies. They <laughs> they will, every time they check, they check for bidets. They've sent out emails before. A lot of you have against regulation bidets, which as a reminder is a violation of your lease. And they'll email everybody like they're sending a message. <laughs> like they sent what? it to the whole building. <laughs> That's like slumlord territory. Yeah. Well, it's also not like it's, bidets it's, use more water than you washing your I hands. I think our pipes are so old it like can't do it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Because they were talking Although, about yeah. when they investigate, not investigate, when they inspected my apartment as they're wont to do. Um, they were talking about how the water bill has mysteriously shot up. So I think that's what they're investigating. But it's also because someone in my building keeps flushing tampons and flushable wipes. And like, yeah. The plumbers are come like 10 times and they won't stop. It's very funny. Yeah. They also sent an email one time that was like, you guys are all packing refrigerators too tight. Stop that putting was so much crazy, stuff yeah. in there. And I was like, starve? How do they know? Like either the fridges were breaking or the electric bill was really high or something. No, that can't be. Yeah, it must have been like refrigerators were breaking. Yeah. Um, okay. And people, okay. and they were like, you're just packing them too much. It's like, Interesting. Who, is, who could be doing that? Yeah. Well, the fact that you guys live in a building that provides fridges, which I do too, but that's a thing in LA yeah. that nobody has units yeah. that uh, provide fridges, which is so weird. It's I know so you don't know who would do that, Jess. We do live in Nancy Pelosi's building, so I think they were talking about her freezer <laughs> full of Jenny's. Is what. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you're supplying her now. Yeah, I am supplying her. Yeah, That's I do work right. at Jenny's, so please don't John Lennon me, but if you want ice cream, pop over and say hi. It's funny that you keep plugging that, and you're like, but then on, on off-air, you tell me that you're going to quit. Well, I decided <laughs> so. last night I'm not going to quit. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm actually, my coworkers are really cool and it's, you know, enough money that it kind of helps. So now that I do have a full-time job. You get muscles from making all those ice cream cones. Trying to scoop that fucking, there are some flavors where it's like, I feel like I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger over here. I know. Just digging through. Rip, ripping muscles, shredding. Well, speaking of ripping muscles, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> so you and I know each other through the... Uh, the neighborhood organization SELA, better known as Silver Lake Echo Park Los Angeles at Water Hollywood. Or is it, is it Los Feliz, uh, not Los Angeles? Why would... Los Feliz, yeah. Los Feliz. Uh, Hollywood Homeless Coalition. See, yeah. And neighborhood Sorry. homeless. Brian has now sent me a video. <laughs> he said, not not sure you heard me yelling from the street, Toilet Man or Pooey would be good nicknames. <laughs> I think I'm too low on stores to download this video, but I will update you both once it happens. Sorry, we'll go back back to the SELA talk. <laughs> Can you tell him I, I personally think that was awesome? Yeah, I will. Thanks. But yeah, so we met through SELA, the Neighborhood Homelessness Coalition. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm texting. I, I'm being a bad you, host. Natalie, how long have you been volunteering with SELA? Um, I first volunteered in 2017, like right after they were founded, uh, which it was a completely different vibe when I first did that. They like still had volunteers running the showers which was a harrowing experience wait what yeah i had to like sanitize showers after everyone took showers that was my like volunteer position that day so i was like i know it was a it was a different vibe for sure and then i think that makes you the most impressive volunteer that you've stuck around and taken a leadership (laughs) after that's where you started (laughs) but i also then stopped volunteering i didn't volunteer again until like 2020 because i was trying like out different organizations so i was like Like I did a ugh, one of those stupid ocean cleanup things, which are basically just puffing around in the sand looking for like anything that resembles trash, which surprisingly most of the beaches that I went to were clean. That's also how most seagulls eat. I, I Yeah. Yeah. They need that trash. Uh, so yeah. then in 2020, I uh, got bored and was like, I got to do something. So I started yeah. volunteering more regularly. So basically since 2020. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we met We met at SELA, we got along at SELA, and you and I have bonded over, we are both big karaoke heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We both love karaoke. You recently, uh, had, you recently rented karaoke at your house, which was very cool, from our favorite karaoke spot. Sure did. I have a kind neighbors who allow me. What does that mean? I rented a karaoke machine from, uh, there's a place in LA called Max Karaoke that you can rent, like, their setup. They'll come to your house hmm. and, like, 
put it in your house, which I think is such a great deal, especially because if you're renting like one of their rooms, they force you to drink all of their alcohol and uh, yeah. it's stupid. I can't believe people pay that much money for that when you can just pay 300 bucks and they'll bring the whole thing to your house so wow i just remember i was singing a song and the pitch was too high or the key one of the two and i changed it and we couldn't figure out how to change it back and so everybody was singing like monsters the whole rest of the night yeah yeah that's fine it's not great honestly people aren't people are also usually not tone uh they don't notice the tone enough to have it be a problem yeah. if it's like a lower pitch or something but so. live and learn yeah. So, Natalie, what is your history, if any, with birds and or birding? I've never been birding. I, I appreciate birds. I feed <laughs> my neighborhood birds on my patio because I have cats yeah. and it's cat TV. So I mostly just experience birds via what my cats see. That is the funniest reason to do something nice to the birds in your neighborhood, which is just oh, to yeah. entertain your cats. I, tra I traumatize them on a daily basis because the cats are always at like... You know, and they notice, obviously, that there are cats through the window, but they don't have yeah. problems with it anymore because I think they realize, like, they're never going to get them. But, yeah, I traumatize yeah. the birds that are in my neighborhood. Do you have any regular birds you like that pop over? Uh, I mean, I don't like them, but I always get morning doves. And those things oh, right. are, like, the dumbest. <laughs> they're exactly. And somehow they're also my male cat's favorite birds to... Like he, oh. they're the ones that he gets the most excited about because I think he's like kind of slow and kind of lazy. <laughs> and I think those yeah. morning doves he just knows are like easy, easy prey. So he gets really yeah. excited about the morning doves. Um, I get a lot of those blackhead uh, tiny ones. I don't know what those are called. Yeah, Dark-eyed junco. Yeah, there you go. They're super cute. They're just little yeah. hopper, hoppers hopping around. Yeah, they're a type of sparrow. They move primarily by hopping. Mm -hmm. For a lot um, of people, they're a harbinger of winter, but we get them year round in L.A. So They're cute. I like them. Yeah. Cute little guys. Uh, and my female cat likes those the most. So those are the two that my okay. cats like. <laughs> Good to know those birds are allies. <laughs> oh, my God. One time. Uh, <laughs> this is actually the wildest. I was I have a bird feeder on my, my window, too, because it's basically yeah. like d double time. Um, and I just heard a massive crash on my glass and a hawk had come and snatched one of the birds off of the bird feeder and there was like the imprint of the hawk wings on my window oh my god it was wild i was like holy shit Whoa. i know so uh yeah that's probably the biggest bird that's come through yeah right <laughs> but otherwise mostly just doves and whatever those warblers are interesting well we went yeah. on a birding trip today so jess would you like to sorry i caught jess mid yawn <laughs> would you like to read off the list of birds we saw today yep uh we saw great egrets double crested cormorants american coots mallards cedar wax wings spotted sandpipers great blue herons black neck stilts red-winged blackbirds cinnamon teals yeah. buffleheads uh american widgeons black crowned night herons song sparrows canada geese and snowy egrets yeah, we saw a bunch of fun stuff. Any of those that we saw today, Natalie, that really stood out you want to talk about? Got uh, <laughs> Nookie, my cat, has something to say. Um, God, I love those. Uh, yeah, the the herons, the, or no, I guess the egrets. The egrets were much more of like the majestic, like snowy white um, birds. So those were fun. Yeah. Nice, yeah. So you like the, the big herons, right? What you're saying? Yeah. Beauties. Yeah, so... Uh, Sorry, I got distracted by your cat. I know. Uh, so great blue herons are a lot of fun. So we talked about these guys before. They're one of the birds that really aren't that affected by human activity. And what I mean by that is not that like they like humans or like being around humans, but they're a super hardy species. So they're all over the fucking place. So part of the reason that they are so hardy and so, you know, um, not really bothered by like the normal human fucked up shit is that they have an incredibly varied diet. These guys will eat fucking anything. They'll eat rats. They'll eat birds. They'll eat little ducks. They'll eat um, fish. They'll eat garbage. They will eat fucking everything. So that's part of why they're literally all over the entire country. Like these guys, no offense to bald eagles. These guys are literally should be the symbol of the U.S. because they're all over the fucking place. Jess, what do you typically think about our friend, the great blue heron? Great guy. <laughs> uh, he's sure. big and he's always just kind of minding his business. Yeah. 
we've done this before on the pod. Natalie, if you had to guess how much the great blue heron weighed, what would you say? I bet it's lighter than I think, probably because it's like mostly like maybe like twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. Jess, do you want to guess again, or do you think you remember? I forgot, but I think like five pounds because mm. it is lighter than I think it mm. is. And you I you are it's... correct. They're typically five to six pounds. Oh, yeah. maybe I did Despite remember. the fact that they're like as tall as a child. So yeah, it's these things are huge, but they're so so tiny. And the, the reason that birds are so light is because of those hollow bones. Um, because that helps them, you know, take flight. It takes a lot of energy and like, you know, mass or like, you know, it's hard to stay in the air. So being lighter is a huge advantage there, which is really fun. Believe it or not, these guys are super connected to beavers. So beavers are known in, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Natalie, but beavers are really renowned in the um, biological world. Oh yeah, they're huge for for the chain. Yeah. Exactly. So beavers are really good at terraforming. <laughs> they'll just like, yeah. uh, if beavers get introduced to someplace, they'll completely change the landscape. Um, so they'll dam up rivers and that'll create little like water areas. So now suddenly new birds come in, new other species come in. And so they actually can revitalize a lot of barren or dead landscapes. And because of that, wherever beaver populations suddenly recover, great blue herons come back in because now all of a sudden that there, there are swamps that they built or the meadows that benefit from like the additional moisture and stuff that came from what the uh, beavers are doing. So sort of cool to see them working together. Hello beavers. Sort of unlikely friends. Cute guys. Great guys. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a fun relationship dynamic is short little hairy guy and tall, beautiful woman is a fun, mm-hmm. that's a fun pair. King of Queens, Kevin James. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the beavers go, the egrets and herons follow. Yeah. Every oh, couple we... in Silver Lake, am I right? Yes, Jess. Yeah, that was a little I... delayed. No, it's okay. <laughs> Look, when I edit it, it'll be perfectly timed. So mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Um, we should talk about, I just remembered, we need to talk about Gilmore Girls at some point because we're all, we're all Gilmore heads. <laughs> we're well. all girls. I consider myself a, a Gilmore Girls uh, uh, light. Like, I like it. I've seen it all the way through twice, but I'm not one of those girls who's like, oh my God. We're not like, we're not like obsessed, but we like yeah. it, you know? Yeah, I'm I still enjoy. on season five, even though we talked about it last January. Yeah. Uh, Is it your first time watching it? Yeah. But okay. as you remember, I have my TV guide, so I can only I watch know you it do. once a week. So yeah, I guess if you're on season five, then you're nearing the end. It wasn't that long. Yeah. It was like, what, I'm, I just seasons? finished the last episode where spoilers, if you, if any listeners haven't listened yet, skip ahead 10 or 15 seconds, but uh, where Lorelai asked Luke to marry her. Ooh, yeah. brutal. We'll see. Jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the Lorelai-Luke relationship is one of the most like deeply frustrating, like for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> also the Lorelai. Who's, the, who's Rory's boyfriend right now? Right now she's with Rich Bonfuck. What's his name? I Logan. love Rich Bonfuck. Logan. I love Logan. <laughs> Are you guys both Logan? Oh, I love Logan. I'm so team Logan. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jess is different. See. Yeah. I'm still team Jess so far. Jess and another uh, version of... Also, <laughs> the thing is, Jess is too good for Rory. Rory is a little yeah. shitbag, so... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at the point now where Rory has now moved in with her grandparents. Yeah, so really rejecting all that Lorelai ever did for her and spitting in the face of her mother's kindness and yeah, yep. just living out her yep. tween years as a 20 year old. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about it before with Jess. Uh, Alexis Bedell, I think, does a good job, but something about her has always thrown me off. And I think it's when she plays Rory, she talks like a six year old pretending to be an adult. Mm-hmm. which is very uncomfortable for me with all the guys she dates because she mm-hmm. sounds like a child. I know she has the face of a child and the body yeah. of a woman. And yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very, they weird. never do. I don't like anything they've ever done with her hair either. They never they did it right. It. There was like one episode doing. they did it they, that I thought they did it right. And you screamed at me because <laughs> you thought it was so bad. It yeah. probably was. What was it? Was it in a ponytail? I think it was like wavy, but like in a weird way that I thought finally looked good. Mm. But yeah. She went through a bang period that I thought was good. She looks good in bangs. I like bangs. Yeah. yeah. I, I hated just, for so long they put her in this tight ponytail. just mm-hmm. like slicked <laughs> yeah, back and back. didn't like it at all. Yeah. 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 She was anyway, enough style. shitting on women. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's why women have different such a variety of hairstyles is because we're like, my forehead's too big. I need to get bangs. <laughs> 
So yeah, we love Gilmore Girls. Did you know Alexis Bledel's uh, first language was Spanish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's not Latina, right? She's just like her she parents is. were in. Oh, she no, is. Okay. She is. Yeah, I think she's okay. uh, something in South America. I forget what, but like Argentina. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, this. Yeah, she's. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. You hear about a white person from Argentina? That raises some yeah. red flags. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with this, Jess, but a lot of Nazi officers, so Argentina was fascist in the 40s, so a lot of Nazi officers fled to Argentina. So mm-hmm. if you hear about a white person from Argentina, they're probably... They're probably a Nazi. From Nazis, Just, yeah. 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 I've been get, consuming a lot of Nazi stuff lately. They were Is all that like a true crime thing? It's like a Jewish person where you like... I think it's just coming up. I'm reading. My mom gave me this book. She was like, I think you'll like it. So I'm reading it for, for her and it's about... <laughs> famously, my mother only consumes world war ii <laughs> really <laughs> that yeah, seems like it'd be more it. your dad's alley no i think there's something about jewish women particularly who love true crime and world war ii <laughs> my, we have to be prepared yeah. my aunt told me about this book that i've been meaning to read but it's like about essentially the history of um like fascism throughout modern like the modern world and how like yeah. every single iteration of it is the exact same and it just and yeah it sounds interesting it's a good thing to know for right now i think yeah <laughs> given yeah. Uh, given how much half of our country really wants it <sighs> yeah yeah um, but i'm reading a book right now that's set during the holocaust and then i just saw zone of interest which is also <laughs> the holocaust yeah zone of that. interest which you hated i did not like it but it wasn't for me, it too, you know. It's it's was one, it like what? dry? Was it very dry? It's, you know, a lot of pe- every other review I've seen has been like, "This is the most profound movie I've ever seen. It's amazing. Mm. It says so much." With so, and it's like, well. <laughs> um, but for me, it I personally don't want to see Nazi-centered media. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind and of it was telling also boring. that. It, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's telling for a movie that it's. Uh, about the struggles of Jewish people and a Jewish woman is like, not for me. That's <laughs> probably should yeah. be uh, if you're telling that story. I'm sure there are plenty of Jews who like did like it, though. Yeah. I think it is supposed to speak to the banality of evil kind of sure. concept. Um, yeah. But for me, I, did, I kind of already knew that Nazis were evil, so I didn't really need <laughs> constant reminders. Yeah. Need the reminder. Yeah. But that's just that's me. Fair. We can cut out my review because it's. <laughs> who cares? You know. Yeah, the li- the director's gonna listen. He's gonna be pissed. Yeah. Um. So there's a Back bird the I want to talk about that we saw today. What? <laughs> Back to the birds. Yeah, that's uh, our unofficial motto. If you hadn't guessed by now, Natalie, we go on, we go on a lot of tangents. Hey, um, I, I, I want to talk about this next bird we saw today. That was a first for me, and uh, our guest knows the first for me because I saw it and I screamed. <laughs> Uh, which is a, <laughs> typically a tell where I go, oh my God, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on over there? Um, so, so this is the Bufflehead, which is a cool... So uh, normally I give our guests a choice of where we go, but when I texted Natalie, I begged her to let us go to the, uh, the river so that we could see all the weird ducks for wintertime. And uh, we saw one. So Natalie, if you check the Riverside chat, which is underneath, it's next to People and Media, mm-hmm. I sent over a link to the Bufflehead. I'm sure you remember what it looks like, but I like to send it over, so... Yep. You can see. So for listeners, the bufflehead, they're cool as hell. They're a black and white duck, and their head looks like the inverse of those like rice balls from anime. So it's like a little white um, quarter, and then the rest is like three quarters black. But because the, they're birds, a lot of black birds have that iridescent look. So it's black, but the, there's a little bit of a green shine near the face and like this purplish magenta shine on the bottom. They're very beautiful birds and their body is black and white. And that's the male I'm describing. The female is um, mostly black and hell with like a white, almost not like, not like a mallard stripe, but like a little stripe down the side, then a black back and a gray body. Uh, these guys are cool as hell. Natalie and Jess, what'd you guys think about these buffalo heads when we saw them? You were excited. You sure were. I was excited <laughs> for you. I was like, hell yeah. I'm glad Dewey's getting to see some, uh, some some birds he's never seen yeah and they they were really cute yeah i yeah i didn't get a good look at it but this picture is nice yeah, i well, we saw it. oh god i'm just disagreeing with the where'd she go oh <laughs> <laughs> natalie's cat uh, has made an oh. appearance 
She's beautiful. Another tradition of our show is our uh, guests briefly leaving to grab an animal and bring it up to the camera, which is, I think, Jess's favorite part. Giving kisses it on sure camera? Is. I totally see why this is called a buffalo head, but I, I, again, think that it's named slightly incorrectly. What would you name it? I don't know. Natalie is just kissing the cat. The cat's staring intently at the camera. I would call it a cotton, awesome. a cotton ball, a cotton ball head. Much okay. like a Cotton ball head is nice. Yeah, Jess takes a lot of issue with a lot of the bird names that we find in this podcast. Specifically, if they're named after colors, she gets kind of mad. Because mm. it's usually the wrong color. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we're going to talk about one later that I think is correctly named color-wise, but uh, we'll get into Cinnamon? it. Cinnamon? Oh my god, spoilers, Jessica. <laughs> I mean, they, they out. the bird. Yeah. You can cut it out. Um, so these guys are super fun. So what's cool about these guys, if you had to guess where ducks live, where would you guess? Me? Yeah. Us? Like... Like yeah, like their live. house. Yeah, where do they nest? Rivers and lakes. The the sand. Sure. These guys them? nest exclusively in old woodpecker holes and trees. What do you mean, sure? Where do they nest? That's what I just said. No, I said they all, nest. All ducks. Not all ducks, but buffalo heads. These guys exclusively nest in holes and trees that have been dug out by woodpeckers. Hmm. They live oh, old okay. woodpecker nests. Is that typical? No. Do most ducks do? A lot of ducks are different, but that's why I was saying this is a surprise because (laughs) where do you, you'd think ducks would live by the river because a lot of them do. I'm sorry that I'm trying to inject some. Sorry. I'm sorry I misinterpreted (laughs) the question. I hacked my mic on accident. (laughs) I'm sorry I missed. my mic on the phone. I thought you were asking something else. I thought you were setting up a different thing. I do wonder why the the parrot heads didn't adopt the buffle head as their. Like, why not? Yeah, well, they're not tropical, I think. I think the parrot head is fun, even though it doesn't really yeah, make sense. It requires, a, a, you could do such easy puns on Buffalo and Buffett. Come on. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yeah. I think Buffalo. that's too, that's too much thinking for it's them. too on the nose. They're too mm. stoned and drunk all the time. <laughs> they're not, definitely not, I don't think, I don't think parrot heads. Speaking as a parrot head. Oh, yeah. really? Are you? <laughs> I, uh, I've we always Jimmy wanted. Buffett in this house. I do too. I always wanted to go and do one of those like, uh, like parrot head uh, cruises, but I'm too afraid of then having to interact with a lot of parrot heads. So yeah. <laughs> that's a, I don't know what the appeal of the cruise is for you, though. Mostly that it's like, just imagine the things you'd witness in those sure. spaces. I really think they I've would heard be the before most... that there's like there's like a Jimmy Buffett chain of retirement homes. Oh yeah, in Florida, hire together. Yeah. Yes. But what's yes. interesting is like they're all boomers and like there's like some that are like super liberal and some that are super conservative, but like they just throw politics away because they love the lifestyle so much that they don't care. It's the uniting yeah, factor. I mean, That's it, how it should be. And at the end of life, who really cares about politics? Sure. It's five o'clock. Yeah, somewhere. you're gonna die anyway. Who cares about the world you leave to your children? Yeah. Um but yeah, I well, think I don't know how he I don't know how yeah. he would feel about it, but I feel like Jimmy Buffett is the perfect hologram. Because those concerts mm-hmm. are going to happen anyway, I feel like. Because people need somewhere to go. And I, I just think, think... I think it'll carry on as a mostly cover band. Uh, like, Oh, sure. They'll go anywhere that a Jimmy Buffett song is being performed. I don't even think they need like the hall. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be like Protestantism, where like it's now yeah. <laughs> there's going to be different sects of like following certain cover bands. Definitely. Some people don't follow the doctrine Well, properly. and that's what... That's kind of what the Grateful Dead now is, is essentially just a cover band, so... Right, because who's still in the band that was from the original? I think it's just... Um, it's like a ship at the easiest thing. I'm like Trace, Trey Anastasio, but he's fish. Ugh, I don't know the name of the guy that's still in the dead, but it's mostly John Mayer and one other guy, so... Right. John Mayer. Yeah, he's John Mayer's a surprisingly talented guitar player, so he uh, he can do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't like yeah. John Mayer. We don't like John Mayer on this podcast. Really? Wow. Wait, wow. Oh, I thought you didn't like him as a person. I mean, I don't um, like him. Oh, Jessica. Oh, no, you go. I mean, I don't dislike him. I just think he had a, a history, a past history of being uh, maybe a bad boyfriend. But does that yeah, negate? Yeah, kind of a creep. Does, does that negate yeah. his talent? I don't but know. But I like his song about running through the halls of his high school. I think yeah. it's a good one. That's that one. Yeah. Oh, we're about <laughs> to hear it. Oh, let's get a Natalie original. Karaoke. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um... Anyway, back to the birds. So, 
These guys are big divers, and believe it or not, we saw them diving. They're doing a ton of diving today, which is really fun. So the way they dive is actually pretty interesting. So what they'll do is they compress their feathers, and that compression squeezes out air. Then they leap downward and let, let that compression sort of, after they squeeze out that air, it's easier for them to dive even deeper by giving them, you know, more weight. Um, so they squeeze out the air with their feathers. They do a little leap and then dive down and they hold their wings super against their body. So they're basically doing like a little pencil dive and then they kick their little feet to propel themselves downward. And then they come up by bobbing like a cork, which is very cute. Very Can't cute. compete with the cuteness of the cat that Natalie's creating. It's true. They're very, they're very cute. I do love the duck style of uh, fishing, which is just ass up, <laughs> head down. Yeah, yeah, that's the way we like to clown. Yeah, no, we saw, yeah. we saw babies today too. We saw a bunch of baby ducks, which was very cute. They were hanging out together, little siblings. Is it the juvenile? Is it the uh, egg hatching season right now? Do you know about that? I lose track of when all the different birds breed, mm-hmm. um, but typically, they. When do these guys breed? No, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I'd have to check because um, it feels weird that they would have their babies before the winter because they migrate in the winter. So I don't know why there would be babies, but maybe there was just like a rare, rare out, out of character thing for them. Mm. I don't know. But what is fun about these guys is when they court mates. So the way that they court mates is that the males will fly over a female and then do a crazy fast landing and then like skid across the water and they'll turn back and bob their head like they're really cool to like get the female's attention. So it's like a guy showing off at the ski lodge for the for the girl. Yeah, you see that flip I did? Pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, you like that? I'll do it again. <laughs> um. So a lot of ducks aren't monogamous, but believe it or not, buffalo heads are. They typically stay with the same mate for multiple breeding seasons, which is nice. Um, they do leave the female while she incubates the eggs, though. They say it's because he's molting, but I think he's just at the bar with the boys, if I had mm. to guess. But any final thoughts on the uh, buffalo head before we move on? They really won me over. Yeah? Yeah. Did you not like him before? Um, you were just mad about the name? <laughs> no, it was just kind of like another duck. Sure. All in all, it's another duck on the wall. Natalie? Very cool. Liked, uh, liked the white patch. Thought they were more unique looking than most of the others. You know, a nice look about them. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of nice look about them, we're going to talk about a very striking bird right now. This bird is the cinnamon... I can't say cinnamon. Cinnamon teal. I think... Typically on this podcast, we default to all birds or boys, like they're all little mm-hmm. guys. But I think these are clearly ladies, in my opinion. The ones that we saw? Mm-hmm. Well, not like... Oh, I see. I mean, like, saw it. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, oh, that's a girl. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, it's a... These ones are really f- giving femme to me. Femme but, presenting, yeah. Yeah. Jess, what do you think? I think you have a stronger eye for this, usually. That's a pretty girl, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what you guys think about these cinnamon teals? We only saw it briefly, so we didn't get a great look, but... There's only, yeah, like a couple that were out there, which... I think it was just the one, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And the which... females look almost just like female mallards, so it's a lot of female ducks are kind of hard to tell apart. And especially because these guys... There's a, a species called a, sh- a northern shoveler, which looks like a mallard with a longer beak. And so they have a super long beak. The mallards have a normal beak. And these guys sort of have like a medium long beak. So it's even harder to tell them all apart. Do they always travel with their mates? So believe it or not. No, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) There's a different bird I was thinking of that always travels with a mate. But these guys are pretty alone for the most part. They don't always travel with the mate, but a lot of them do feed together. So what they'll do is these are dabbling ducks. So they like to, you know, eat off the top of the water by, you know, dabbling their little bill and getting the surface vegetation and little bugs and stuff. So they'll dabble in little groups, almost eating in unison, which is very cute. This is actually something I wonder Um, all of the time is like what. So like if a pigeon or something gets stuck on a subway car, which I just saw a video (laughs) of, and then it gets out on some weird street that it's never seen. Does it have yeah. a pack that it then just joins up being like, I guess I'm not on the uptown path anymore, so I might as well join Well, in New York, group. it's different because all the streets are numbered, so it's pretty easy for the person <laughs> to find its way back home. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it has to be something like that, though, where it's like yeah. they can sense when they're not near their pack or something. Well, birds have assume. magnets in their brains, so they can right. they can find their way back home pretty fucking they're easy. They're part of that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But I don't know if they 
I don't know if they always want to return back home to the new pack. Maybe they'll find a sexy lady pigeon they want to stick around in the new spot. But because mm. sometimes birds end up as migrants or not migrants, vagrants. Mm. And that just means that they're in some place where they're way the fuck not supposed to be. Like belted kingfishers an American species. And they're like, they've been spotted in like the Netherlands and like the UK and stuff. So sometimes birds get lost. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I was on a cruise a few months back and a bird got stuck on the ship. Coming from like Alaska back to yeah, and then what are you going to do? You're so. just going to have to hold on to it because you forced a migration that it wasn't going to do. Do yeah. you do you can like other breeds of ducks breed with each other? Like could the cinnamon? Yes, teal... so ducks interbreed all the fucking time. It's <laughs> it's so wild. They love. They're really horny guys. So we talked about nests before. So these guys don't nest in trees. They nest like a lot of ducks. They nest in vegetation. What's cool about these guys is that they do a super good job of concealing their nests so that predators don't get to them. So the female will like make her nest underneath like matted dead vegetation that forms like this like basically like a burrow. And then she digs, she reaches the nest by digging tunnels through the vegetation that she can walk through and then go in and see her eggs. And she purposely places said um, said nests um, in spots where they're warmed in the morning and then cooled off by shade in the afternoon. They're pretty smart little ladies. Woman in STEM. Yeah, women, literally a woman in stems. Exactly. Jess, what do you think about these guys? Um, I like them a lot. Usually I don't have the binoculars and I'm all of the, they all kind of look the same. But these <laughs> really stood out as being reddish. And then yeah. also looking at these pictures now, these, it's like if every bird was combined. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of everything it has in every there. Every single feather I've ever seen. <laughs> they really are beautiful. And, there's, and the reason they're called a teal is if you look under their wing, there's a little bit of a blue streak. All the different teal versions of ducks, all those different teals, have that little uh, band under there, which is where the name comes from. It's awesome. But yeah, they're really cool. Because normally, yeah, normally not only you don't have the binoculars, you just like look at them and you're like, yeah, that's that's whatever. Not not in like a derogatory way, but you like, <laughs> you don't need to like look through the binoculars like everybody else. But that was one where he specifically asked to look at it through my little camera mm-hmm. so you could see them up close. So, exactly. Yeah. Natalie, what, what do you think? I like them. They're, they do have those devilish, devilish eyes, but uh, I like ducks. I don't know. I think they're just minding their own business for the most part and they've never come at me with any aggressive energy <laughs> so i enjoy yeah, yeah. their presence yeah sure yeah they can never be bad because they've been nice to you personally right natalie that's yes. the message you want to get across great yes uh, that is my barometer <laughs> yeah. um so i want to talk about courtship displays because these guys have some fun ones so um a lot of times like males will compete like one-on-one like with a female or like they'll be on their own and like other males will come later. But these guys will often compete in big groups for the same female and they'll like circle her. And so what they do for their courtship, it's fun. So they'll just like display around her in a circle and they'll preen themselves all sexy. So they'll like clean like their wings and their back and their breasts and like very like uh, suggestive ways. Then they'll like dip through the water as if they're pretending to feed. And then they'll do little like jump flights in the air while the lady watches and then she'll sit there in the circle like the little bachelorette. And once they're all done, she'll decide which one she likes by swimming up in front of him. And then she'll, but if she swims up in front of one of them and like pumps her head or opens her bill, that means she has rejected him. So it's almost like Duck, Duck, Goose. Duck, Goose. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at us. Well, <laughs> we almost said the same thing except just said Duck, Goose instead of Duck, <laughs> Duck, Goose. Yeah. So canceled. Um, so yeah, I think it's fun. (laughs) Sorry. So easy to be canceled these days. Yeah. But we talked about it before with past guests of how like nice it is in the bird world that the females don't really have to do anything for the most part. The males will just sort of like come to them and like, you know, offer them, you know, whatever their services. So. Patriarchal society. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Which how should be. (laughs) Any final thoughts on the cinnamon seal before we move on? Good guy. Hell yeah. Beauties. So I want to talk about one more bird that we saw. This is our friend, the Cedar Waxwing. So we saw him very briefly. It was kind of hard to tell because today was kind of cloudy. So uh, a lot of the birds just look like black silhouettes against that sky. But uh, I just sent him in the chat, the Cedar Waxwing. It almost looks airbrushed. <laughs> they do look airbrushed. We talked about it before. A lot of birds, um, like there's the, 
the different albatrosses look fake. They look like cell shaded, but these guys do look like they're soft and airbrushed. Jess is shaking her head. Don't like when they do that. <laughs> when, when they, they do look what? kind of fake. When they look fake like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It out. looks like like too smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look fucked up. Um, There's somewhere that it has a little bit more like texture or whatever, but most of these just look like renders that. Yeah. AI generated. For the listeners, these guys are wild looking. So they almost have like a gradient pattern on themselves. So it's like tan up top and then it transitions to like yellow on like the little uh, belly part, like on the on the very bottom. They have these sort of like brown gray wings and tail feathers. And then what's cool about them is if you guys look at these feathers, they have these reddish little um, dip, like little bumps on their wings, if you can see them in that first picture. And that's where the name Waxwing comes from. They have those little waxy, those little waxy bumps on their wings. Um, which is really cool. So if you look at the same picture, you'll see those yellow tips on the tail. So yellow and red in birds typically comes from pigment from the foods that they eat. So they eat like um, foods that contain yellow pigment or um, they'll maybe switch pigments up. There's a bird called the summer tanager we talked about a couple times. They eat primarily hornets and bees, which have yellow pigment, but they're a red bird. Their bodies are able to take that yellow pigment and make a red pigment out of it, which is pretty cool. Um, and the cedar waxwing sort of do a similar thing with the red berries that help them make yellow or they just eat, you know, yellow berries, with yellow pigment. But there's some in Canada that have been eating an invasive species of plant called, where did it go? So there's a spe- there's a group of them in um, Canada and the north of the U.S. that eat an introduced species of, hucky- of honeysuckle. And these guys have orange tips on their feathers because of their red pigments in the uh, honeysuckle, which is pretty cool. Yeah, all of these pictures are, they're eating Little red berries. Yeah, so we saw them today eating a bunch of toyon, which is cool. The way they eat berries is these fuckers will just swallow them whole. They won't chew. They just go right down the gullet. And these guys are frugivores. Natalie, do you have a guess of what a frugivore is? I'm going to guess it eats mostly fruit. <laughs> it eats almost entirely fruit. Yeah, these guys are fruit specialists. They're like Steve Jobs before he died. Um, they only eat fruit. Um, by the way, did you know that Ashton Kutcher went to the hospital because of that? Well, because of eating mostly fruit. Yeah, he went method acting when he wanted to play Steve Jobs, and he like got like his kidneys started failing or something. Kidneys are so stupid, truly. So dumb. Like I actually yeah. heard a story once about a friend who had a college, uh, like dorm mate, who just yeah. when he got out of his parents' house, like started eating almost exclusively only like chicken fingers and mac and cheese only, and then went to the like on whatever on call doctor in the dorm and it turned out he had scurvy because he just hadn't yeah. been eating any fruits or vegetables yeah which is like imagine got a pirate humiliation. disease <laughs> humiliating oh god yeah yeah, yeah that's okay. adults baby love to see it. yeah <laughs> um so those wax wings that's where the name comes from um there's a song i love by the menzingers um, that references a russian poem um, i believe it's uh what's the name of the book it's like leap winter fire or some shit what's it fucking called mm. i'll look it up later um but it's uh i am the shadow of the wax wing slain which i think is a fun line um it's referencing i think the bohemian wax wing as opposed to the cedar wax wing but still and so those wax wings, they're not entirely sure what those little bumps do, but a lot of them think it helps attract mates. So I think it might just be a horny thing, which Maybe is Maybe it's like they get that coloring from being good at hunting for fruit. So if they have it, that shows to their mates okay. they can they provide the skills yeah. to present We have fruit. an ornithologist on the podcast, folks. This is very mm-hmm. exciting. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I can't ask them. They'll yeah. never tell. Sure. Um, so these guys are actually super important for spreading um, seeds because a lot of birds will separate the seeds out and just spit them out. But these guys will swallow the seeds whole and they'll go through their digestive tract and they'll poop them out. So they can spread seeds all over the fucking place as opposed to just right where they were eating them, which is really fucking cool. And uh, I think that's how my mom got a tree in her backyard. She talked about how the birds planted it because she never did. And we have a bunch of cedar wax wings. And I think that they just flew over one day, pooped out a little seed. And now their little descendants are enjoying that tree. So What's the tree uh, type? It, it's a mulberry and they're uh, awful because there's oh, just disgusting yeah. mulberries all over the ground Fruits. that stick to your shoes. Oh, yeah. God. There's nothing worse than a fruiting tree that like, like I had a, I used to live by a, palm the one that gives off those little palm fruits that are the yeah. yellow 
seeds or whatever. Yeah. And squirrels and rats fucking love them. And I went to go get my oil changed once and the, the guy was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you've had a rat family living in your engine block eating those yellow palm fruits. So you should probably park your car somewhere that they don't like fall into your car because they were just taking them and eating them in my engine block to keep Oh, my them. God. I thought that I they know. were, like, bringing them to your engine. No, they were just in there, and that's why they went in? Yes. They were getting them off of the hood of my, or, like, yeah, around my car, taking them into my engine to stay warm, and then, yeah, just having a rat party in my car. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, a friend of mine, she lives up at, at a, a dam, so she lives way out in the country, and they had an electric car, and they had to keep the hood open every night because otherwise it'd be so warm that rats would live in it and destroy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Which great. Which is wild. Uh, living in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't used to have rats. It's because of fucking pi- or fucking sailors. We fucked it up. Um, do you know? Do you know about that place in Canada that there's no rats? Alberta. I'm sure you know. Yeah, that. I know about the fucking place. Yeah, I'd love to go. <laughs> Jesse, familiar with this? There's mm-hmm. a there's a province in Canada that's the only rat rat free province in the world. So there's no rats in there. Um, the, part of the reason is because it's a super mountainous area, so it's hard for things to travel. But the other part of the reason is that they have, like, wild, like, borderline fascist, but, like, more right, left-wing because it's for the benefit of society as opposed to destroying it. Uh, rat checks, where, like, every car, like, every cargo that comes in is checked for rats. Like, if you see a rat, there's, like, a number you call. There's all this sort of stuff. So that's where we're going to move one day <laughs> for the podcast because yeah. I, I hate rats. Are rats uh, known to be like uh, like the uh, enemies of birds? Like, do they get along? Yeah, with they're pretty other? destructive for nests. I just hate them because they're mm-hmm. disgusting, and if they're yeah. near me, I want to die. Um, I will cross the street if I see one. Oh, but they're also kind of cute. They're kind of cute. They're kind of cute. Disagree. Little mice are cute. Want them dead? Yeah. They, no. I hope they all die. They're not here and to they, hurt you. They do. They're also, here to yeah, make they... me. They're here to spread germs. They're here to crawl up my leg. That's what they want to do. They want to crawl up my leg and get in my mouth. I don't think it's their. Per- I don't think they think it's their purpose. To yeah, do that's that. not their priority. Their priority I is think to it's eat their prerogative. Your- They're just trying no. to live. They were probably here first. And- Matt, rats were not here first. They were introduced from Europe by uh, boats and destroyed a but lot of native Earth, species. On Earth first. Before humans. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody will care to find out. Uh, but yes, these guys eat only fruit, which actually is a problem for them sometimes because a lot of fruits like are super rich in like um, nu- like nutrients and like um, sugar for stuff, but they don't have a ton of protein, which comes in the form of nitrogen. So what they do to supplement their diet is if they find that they've been weakened by not enough protein, they'll eat pollen because pollen apparently is incredibly protein heavy. So they'll supplement their diet with pollen. And they'll also eat little bugs because bugs are little protein uh, protein guys, but they mostly eat berries. Like bugs are a very low part of their diet. And so they eat a lot of berries. And I don't know if you guys know this. Alcohol comes from fermented fruit most of the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of these guys will get drunk on accident. And for the most part, they do just get drunk and they have to deal with that. But sometimes they do die, which is a bummer. So, but yeah, they do love to party. I heard that's why a lot of times birds fly into windows and stuff is because they, yeah, get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Lose their ability to uh use their normal senses to sense when it's actually glass not just sky it is also why a lot of birds do tell me they love me and they want to hang out with me more <laughs> every time a bird, i walk out a bird puts its arm around me i'm like i think they've been at the bar i think they've been eating fermented berries they text you to come out and you're like uh sorry i got a <laughs> early shift tomorrow and they're like you fucking yeah. loser you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you never come out yeah um, hell yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on the, uh, cedar waxing before we start wrapping up? I like them. I like all birds. Well, that was the list of birds we saw today. So Natalie, do you have a favorite bird we saw today? I think the, yeah, the egret. That was my, that was my star of my show. You like the egret? Why'd you like the egret? I just like that they're big and white and, you know, kind of have that majestic, like. Sure. uh, It's a bird you see often in the media. Uh, I've a, said it before shooting egrets as a photographer always kind of feels like cheating because they're everything they do is so beautiful yeah um, they are a little awkward sometimes because they are so gangly which is kind of funny because they're like objectively beautiful but then they, they look like a weird teenager who hasn't grown in the body yet but yeah. for the most part they're gorgeous birds they're also easy to spot which is also nice yeah they don't bother camouflaging 
Yeah, which is surprising. I guess they don't have to worry about it evolutionarily because they're so big. They're not apex predators per se, but nothing really hunts them. It's their babies they got to worry about, but they're for the most part fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jess, did you have a favorite bird we saw today? I like the cinnamon teal. Yeah. What you like about it's that little teal? It's a silly name. It's <laughs> a pretty bird. Sure. It's got a lot going on. Yeah. What was your favorite? I think mine was definitely that bubble that bubble head. Oh boy, uh, mine was definitely that buffle head. That was just so fun to see. I loved watching them dive. They're doing their little landing flights. We saw the babies. It was, it was nice. Uh, Natalie, we have one more question for you. Would you go birding again? Yeah, I'd like. I think a place where there's a, you know, a more variety. Not that it, there wasn't sure. a lot of variety. There was variety. Yeah. But, you know, it would be cool to be, like, in a place where there's more, like, um, you know, your every other Songbirds, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Um, well, that is the end of our trip today. We do have a little game we're going to play. Not really a game, it's a segment. So, you guys have all seen Tosh.0, I'm assuming. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, so Tosh.0 has the web redemption where they bring people back who, um, you know, have embarrassed themselves on the internet to redeem them. And we're going to do something sort of like that. Natalie, you have said before that you hate the great-tailed grackle. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah, so you despise the great-tailed grackle. You grew up in Texas, and they're mm-hmm. not fun over there, is from what I understand. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we're going to get a chance to redeem the great-tailed grackle. I'm going to read you great-tailed grackle facts, and we're going to see if we change your mind. Can I also, let me just confirm that it is the great tail real quick while I'm on this. Okay. This, if uh, it's not, I got to pick a whole new segment. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure you are, but I'm looking at the common right now and I'm like, yeah. it doesn't look quite right. Yeah, it's the great tail. Now, Jess, what are your feelings on great tail grackles? I think they, I, they sound bigger than they are. So every time I see <laughs> right. it, I think it's something else. And then I say, what's this? And you say, it's a grackle again. And I go, oh, well, because when you but clarify, it has you're not like saying... a pretty little sheen to it. Yeah, it looks like, like the, it has like that oily shine, which is really beautiful. And I love the tails. Yeah. Because um, you were saying before, it's not the sound the grackle makes. It's the, the name grackle sounds like it should be a big, scary bird is what you're saying. Sounds right? like almost like a vulture. Yeah. Yeah. They Natalie, are vultures. What, what have we learned? They are <laughs> by far the most dinosaur looking ass birds. They they do the thing with their necks where they bob while they're walking. The males, at least. Yeah. Females a little bit, but the males for sure do the bobbing neck thing while they're walking around hunting for your french fries at the Whole Foods. And they have no fear, at least in Texas, to come up and take things directly out of your hand if you're yeah. eating. Um, they are everywhere in Texas, so they just like screech for all hours of the day. And sure. Yeah, they're not. It's not a good bird call. It's a. <laughs> grating awful like fran drescher the nanny of the sky <laughs> so that is not my favorite bird okay well have you confirmed that it is the great tail grackle you yeah, grew up with it is yeah. yeah okay nice so fun fact about the great tail grackle they're not from here they are invasive but they're one of the original invasive species do you know who made them invasive mm, nope the Aztec Empire. How would they do that? The Aztecs were incredibly enamored with those beautiful sheeny feathers that Jess was talking about. They loved them for their um, various um, ornamental gear, ceremonial gear. So they introduced them from Central America. They brought them all the way up into Northern Mexico. And from there, they spread out as far as they have throughout the country, all the way like Wisconsin and shit, which is really cool. By the way, something I learned, the Aztecs did not call themselves the Aztecs. Hmm. They called themselves Mexica. So that's where Mexico comes from. Okay. The only reason we call them Aztecs is that a bunch of researchers in Oxford didn't want to differentiate between constantly saying Mexican as an Aztec or Mexican as in current Mexico. So mm. it's fucked. Mm. So yeah, so that's how they got to us, which is pretty dang cool. So yeah. grackles are smart as hell. Um, they've learned to um, recognize individual researchers that watch them. And when they see them, they'll respond with a little alarm call when they show up. Makes sense because they are by far the most human birds that I ever interacted <laughs> with. Like they definitely had pack mentalities. Like they were, yeah, very much like a rat of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they're not great parents. Um, 
Well, sorry. Let me start that over. So the female will build the nest, but um, if she doesn't like it or she finds a new mate she wants to mate with, she'll just like abandon that nest and start over, which I think is fun. Hmm. I don't know if these are redeeming qualities. Yeah, I know, right? No, I thought they're... They're not fun birds. They're bad birds. They're really like... (laughs) I'm telling you, too, if you went to a part of the country where they festered, like they were all over, and you had to listen to this for a longer period of time, it would be something that you'd be like, oh, yeah, no, they suck. They are awful. They also, like, scare off other birds. So if you're anywhere there's grackles around, they're not bothering to, like interact because they don't want to deal yeah. with grackles either it's bad bird so thanks a lot aztecs so here's what what happened was a while ago <laughs> i read about great tail grackles and i read a bunch of facts i'm like these are really fun facts i kind of like these birds and i remember them all being fun and interesting i'm going back now and they really are just <laughs> all making them worse yeah they're so, fun and interesting it's it's i just don't think they redeem the bad qualities. Yeah. yeah but it's a so, good, it's a, I like where Do you know that at. thing about sure. how there's like wild hogs overtaking the Southwest of the yeah. country? 30 to 50. <laughs> like, I think that's a similar thing where they're just such a like ubiquitous and they probably, because they're such good, like pack hunters or whatever, they're probably better at, getting the food sources than the other birds and they're probably taking them up all the space and procreating more. So I feel like eventually yeah. they're going to become the wild hogs of their sure. native <laughs> lands. 30 to 50 common grackles making machine gun like noises in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Um, so what's fun about them is they do bathe themselves in sprinklers, which is cool. <laughs> I've seen it. They also know how to blink. My mind has been changed. (laughs) (laughs) They know how to blink, which is fucked up. They'll blink when it's like windy and rainy, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Do other birds not blink? I guess not. Again, I thought I had more facts. I did not research. I was so busy researching the other birds. I didn't pull up enough fun stuff with this one. That's okay. You did great. Does Jessica know the sound? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? You've heard these sounds. I sure oh, I mean I feel like that's something you should play yeah I'm sure I have I just can't I wouldn't be able to do it for you yeah I'll show it I'll show you later we can't do share screen because it'll destroy one of our laptops but mm-hmm. okay well that you know what that was a, a good segment in theory that did not work out and that's this is what happens <laughs> when I don't run them by Jess before we do them <laughs> I thought of this as we started recording I was like oh I can research this in the background while we're talking I didn't uh, mm-hmm. so well, you did one yesterday, yesterday, last time. That was fun. Um, that one was fun, And you yeah. thought of on the fly, so. Sure. You know, it was a good idea. So if anything, yeah. I'm redeemed because I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now our episode gets to end with a whimper rather than a bang. Uh, well, that is the end oh. of the episode, Natalie. So before we wrap up, do you have anything to plug? Nothing at all. I'm living my life out right. here in these streets. Sure. Jess, you got anything to plug? My friends Bree and Bogart, past guest Bree, have a show coming up that I loosely helped with um, called That Rocks. It's at Nico's in Atwater Village on February 1st, which is tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. I think it'll be a really fun show, and I'm loosely helping, and that's my plug. Nice. Very exciting. Um, then I'm just going to plug these for plugs again. So I'm going to plug CELA. So come volunteer with CELA, our local neighborhood homelessness coalition. Check out every day of the week in multiple locations throughout LA. We got places and opportunities to volunteer. So uh, check out our website, web, check out our website, CELANHC.org to volunteer with um, that. And then I'm also going to be very selfish and plug my two podcasts. So first I'm going to plug this podcast. So if you like this podcast, uh, follow us on Spotify. Leave us five stars on fo- Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so we get one of those little blurbs. And uh, share us on Instagram. Share our little reels, our little posts. Uh, share us with your friends if you're enjoying us. We are climb, climb, climbing. Um, and that's about it for this one. And then I'm also going to plug my other podcast, Small Town D&D, uh, created by past guest Alex Wolfson, featuring me and past guest Chelsea and future guest David Dillon. Where most D and D episode or D and D podcasts are about uh, grand adventures, ours is about small town problems like elections and budgets. So it's a it's a lot of fun. 
I play a character named Albert Penis, as I've said before, so it's uh, quite a treat. Check it out. And if you are like, hey, this is like 15 or 16 episodes, so I got to go all the way back to the beginning to figure out what's going on. No, we just did a recap episode where we recap the whole first arc. So you can start there and then check in and uh, catch us where we really caught our stride. So, yeah, that's it. So, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. I enjoyed my time. And I'm going to leave everybody with a... Okay.